Hello, everybody. Welcome to What's for Dinner with me, Flip Jolts. This episode 194 with lovely, uh, talented, and uh, incredibly funny Lisa Alvarado. Um, this was a very fun show because, uh, first of all, I apologize that this is going up a day later. Usually my podcasts come out every two weeks on Tuesday, tonight, or today it's coming out on a Wednesday. Um, I could give you some line of bullshit, but I'll just be honest. I didn't have a new one recorded on the Tuesday. I just gotten back off the ship and I'm like, holy shit, I don't have anything. But I knew I had Lisa coming today, so I decided just to make it a special Wednesday. But normally these bill will be released on Tuesdays. Anywho, um, if you don't know Lisa Alvarado, uh, you should. She's incredibly funny. She was, um, we didn't even talk about this, but she, I know she was part of uh, Funniest Mother in America on Nickelodeon. And uh, she is uh, a, a, a longtime uh, funny comedian. Actually, we talk about how we initially met at the New Orleans Comedy Festival in 2000. I cannot believe it was that long ago. And I had no idea she had just started doing comedy like a year or so before. But we talk about her influences, how she got into it. And a lot of the show, we discuss what it's like as a female comic to be working the road. Because I've worked the road, and there are creepy people out there, and I'm a guy. So for a woman to be working the road, it is 10 times worse as far as dealing with um, creepy guys in the audience, uh, creepy bookers and club owners, and uh, we definitely talk about that. And also her experience working a cruise ship, which uh, (laughs) thank God I have not had to deal with, but man, could I definitely relate to some of the stuff she was talking about. So enjoy this one. And hey guys, if you uh, happen to be in the Northern California area, you are in luck because this week, starting tomorrow, Thursday, uh, September 20, I'm sorry, October 6th, I will be in Arroyo Grande, California at the Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company with Allison. Allison and I are doing a little uh, run up to uh, Northern California, so we'll be in Arroyo Grande tomorrow, the 29th, excuse me, the 6th, and keep looking at September, and then on uh, October 11th. I'm returning to the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, California. This is one of my favorite rooms to play. It's also some of the best crowds. So if you're in the Bay Area of San Francisco or so, take a drive to Mill Valley to the Throckmorton. It's definitely worth it. And I'll be doing some shows around L.A. too. On the 14th, I'll be at the West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. On the 15th, I'm at the uh, TAO Comedy Studio in Los Angeles. On the 18th, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv for uh, Jay Davis's show. And on the 22nd, I'm going to be at the Comedy Store um, for their uh, main room show. And I just found out some incredible headliners are going to be on that show. Uh, don't want to ruin it, but there are going to be some damn good headliners. And I got some other dates coming up. You could check all that off. Uh, check all that off and all that out. And check it off your list <laughs> at flipisfunny.com. And as always, you can uh, check us out on Twitter at Flip Schultz or at what's for, at WFD Podcast on Twitter. Anyway, I have been rambling way too long. Why don't you guys sit back, enjoy episode 194 of What's for Dinner with Lisa Alvarado. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. I'm a rockin' and rollin'. Yeah. How does that sound? Sounds great. That one of the cat. There's a cat. Hey, kitty. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Oh, did you did you see that? They can sense that I can't stand cats. That That took two seconds. (laughs) She 
she got up here and just hissed at me. She's like, I'm the queen bitch here. I'll be honest. That was a record. <laughs> that was quick. I told you they can sense it. I didn't even look at the cat weird, right? No. That's hilarious. I wish I had that on film. That, that w- that's why I can't stand <laughs> We have it on audio. Oh, we do perfect. have it on audio. I hope it picked it up. Oh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> like I heard it in the headphones. Just... Exactly. Do you, do you have cats? No, never. Uh, oh. and that was a cat again. Blame that on the cat. <laughs> exactly. Trying to get back in the room. I know that, that like, literally, sometimes she'll come up and she'll kind of like, like, rub on you just to kind of get her scent on you and then she might hiss at you but she just went right just at full you. on hiss y- you know what because you're a because you're a female i guess yeah, yeah. And she's like uh, like you said i'm the queen bitch around here yeah uh so. she was marking her territory well That's you know funny. what she's out of the room fucker <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking allergic to cats you are and you have ha- two Allie had to uh, and they I came see. with her yeah so like it's so funny like when i'm on the road like i was just on the ship for like a month and when you're, you know, you can relate. When you're gone yeah. for a while, yeah, you, the one thing you start missing is your bed, your yeah. space, your mm-hmm. home. And then I get home, and within two hours, I'm, my nose is running, I'm sneezing, my eyes are watery and red. I'm like, this fucking sucks. The one place that I really want to feel just relaxed, I'm all tense because my allergies. Right. They, do you take pills for your I allergies? I take pills. If, so, you know, I could sometimes uh, like nip it in the bud, but. Sometimes if I if I wake up feeling fine, I forget to take the pill, and then halfway through the day, I just start feeling it, and then by then it's too late. I just got to deal with the symptoms for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's love. That's that that's is love. love. I that's love my love. wife very much. Yeah. That I'm willing to get sick for her on a daily Aww, basis. Aw, that's that's romantic. Is it? Yeah, because you look like you're crying and you're scratching <laughs> your eyes, and you're like, "Baby, come on, let's do it. Don't I look hot right now?" Kill it, baby, I. I really think it's perfect <laughs> for you and I. It sounds like Trump. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. The problem is I have allergies. I have very bad allergies <laughs> to the truth. That's exactly. my problem. The truth makes me break out. Now was, that was actually Marlon Brando. I think I was going to. Yeah, that, that was, was a little brand. That was sweet. Have you been watching the debates? Barely. I mean, I watched that, the first one. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just basically for Twitter purposes. Right. It's just not even for political. There was no political issues really dealt with. It just, it's all, it's, I just want to see what my buddies are, <laughs> what the jokes are. I'm no, like, oh, that's an awesome joke. Oh, I love that. You know, and just. Have you been writing any uh, Trump jokes? Uh, I just have my Trump material about, you know, what he says about Latino immigrants because mm. my parents are immigrants. So that's, that's really the only thing. I think it's just so overdone at this point. It's when I watch comedy, almost every single comic says something about Trump or the debates. Well, okay, let me ask you this as a comic. Do you think that if a premise is done to death that you shouldn't touch it? Or if you come up, or do you challenge yourself to kind of come up with an original spin on the premise that that can look, uh, an angle at it that nobody's approached yet? Well, I think you should definitely come up with an original angle, but only if you feel strongly about it. That's kind of my rule about any material is if I have a strong feeling about it, mm-hmm. then I need to talk about what that is for me. And that hopefully should be a little bit different or unique because no one really has my life or my perspective. Right, so right, right. so I, I, t- I try to stay away from things that everybody's writing about or the hot topic because I think it'll go away. And then that bit won't be relevant in right. six no, months. You're absolutely right. But 
and I never talk about politics because I really, it doesn't interest me. But this particular, I had to. I felt like such an injustice to like a personal offense. Right. That then, yes, I'm going to talk about it. But I, I did go up at, I think it was at the comedy store, and I just led into, uh, let's talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, let's talk about Trump. And I, I literally heard the audience groan. Even though my um, premise I felt was different, I, I, I kind of I was like I I agree with you. I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm wow, mad. So I yeah, they were like oh like the last seven comics said something <laughs> about like we've heard it. He's a dick. Move on. Wow. Yeah. That I've, I don't think I've ever uh, heard that where a premise just a premise just bringing it up got got a groan. I could see that though. Yeah, it, like, I think I think it's so. I mean, every news station, every um, like the late night talk shows, everybody is talking about this guy. So I think people are kind of like sick of it. Yeah, you know, there's really not too much new stuff unless he does something new that's ignorant. He'll do something new that's ignorant. <laughs> exactly, but then that just goes on the pile of ignorance. It doesn't go on a a newer pile, I guess. Eh, that's true. That's true. I know it's. It, I'm the same way. Like I'm not a political comic at all. I, yeah. I, and I have some Trump jokes. <clears throat> right. And I even set it up saying I'm not a political comic. I'm a. Right. I'm more of an observer of people. Right. And this election just has some really fucked up, crazy people. So it's right. Kind of goes hand in hand. <clears throat> but yeah, I've noticed because um, you're not. You're a very personal comic. Yeah. Like the bulk of your material is all from personal experience. Yeah. And mm -hmm. things like that. So do you? Is it just your? I guess you were saying it's your instinct to kind of stay away from topical stuff and just write from personal. Yeah. I think that there's comedians that, that are great at writing that kind of like topical, um, not as personal material, mm -hmm. but for me, I just don't relate as well to it. I can't sell it as, as well if I'm not invested like with my feelings on the topic. And I, I think that the passion comes through um, just <clears throat> in a more authentic way for me because um, I don't get like excited about traffic you know what I mean like I'm not like oh laundry detergent and some comics are amazing at convince you know conveying why it's different or funny or weird but right. like the <clears throat> to me angle. right like it, to me it's just so interesting like like you were saying human dynamic and mm -hmm. relationships so I, I'm that's the stuff I love working on is like how do I feel about what my son's doing or mm -hmm dating or, or um my relationship with my mom you know things like that yeah the relationship with a latino mother has no material I can no imagine. it's never Just been a, done before either <laughs> yeah same with jewish mothers never exactly been done. right no no basis for any kind of comedic material in that at all what how, now um because you and i met this is a fun story lisa and i met at the new orleans comedy festival yeah and i think that was like 2000 i think it was 2000 yeah so long time or ago. 01 yeah so it was like really yeah no it was 2000 because i hadn't moved to la yet really so oh my gosh 2000. yeah we've been doing comedy so long God. it's crazy well, i was gonna ask what year did you start it was like right around then it was the year before i think i took a comedy class really yeah in chicago oh and uh no it was 98 okay 90 Still. Uh, but but i mean I think I graduated, air quotes, um, in like 99. So 
What yeah. do you consider graduating? Well, graduate, you know, you take the class for like six oh, oh. or eight weeks and then you do your graduation where all your friends come and say you're funny, but you're really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, I remember seeing you and I remember thinking, man, this guy is so great. You had, I think it was a pack of mayonnaise that you exploded on stage. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that's <laughs> awesome. This dude will do anything for a laugh. Mm, that's, that's very true. I loved your energy. You were just so like big on stage. I loved watching you. Yeah, I used to say my energy was like an atomic bomb. It just went everywhere without focus. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess it's good <laughs> when you're in your 20s, but yeah. getting to your 30s, you're like, I can't keep this shit up anymore. Yeah. Um. So what now what drove you to take a comedy class? Was it that everybody was just saying, "Oh, you're funny?" And no, I was so scared to do stand up. I had done improv for like 6 years, but that's because you're with a team. You're with mm -hmm. a group of people. So if you can't think of something or you're not being funny, someone else takes the light. You know, I always wanted to be on stage and make people laugh, but then stand up is what I wanted to do. I was just too scared. So I was like, okay, if I take a class, then everybody's learning and I can kind of learn with beginners and fall on my face and learn some rules and just get on stage and touch a microphone, learn how to speak into it. And, and so I took the class as a way to force myself to do it. But stand up was always your yeah, it's, since I was it, little, it was, yeah, I saw Bill Cosby when I was nine, and I was like, that's what I want to do. Really? Yeah. Molest, Live or on TV? Molest people. <laughs> and <laughs> it's been working out, Flip. I, you I know that it. festival. Yeah, well, I don't remember much, so you must have gotten, gotten away with some things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, so you saw Cosby as a kid. Yeah. Live or TV? TV. Okay. And, and that just and you went that was it what? i mean i i just saw i saw how it affected my family mm. firsthand and and i just initially i was laughing at it but then um as a comic you you you're always a comic in the back of the room no matter what age you are even if you've never done it you sit back and you watch how it affects people and i think that's what draws you in is like i saw my family just calm and no fighting and nobody was upset and it was just peaceful and everybody was just happy and bonding as a real family for the first time and I was like this guy can do that by telling jokes and stories and like my for I felt like my family was catapulted to a different like level or dimension that just doesn't didn't come very easily in my family it wasn't a very happy place so I was like man for an hour this guy made us forget about our problems and I was like, I want to do that. I, ha I have to do that. So so it was it was initially less a calling and more of just uh, a f you were you were affected by it. Yeah. Before. Yeah. It's not like I, I was really super funny as a kid. I was just always sarcastic. And growing up with th three brothers, I had to always protect myself with my mouth because they would beat the crap out of me. But I'd always have the last word you know yeah. <laughs> so I was quick with my mouth that way but it's not like my goal was to make people laugh it was more so the effect that he had on my family that me seeing everybody laughing and being happy could like a, one person could do that in an hour and kind of break down all these walls it was amazing to me that's really interesting because like a lot of comics and uh, I, I know for me personally it was that I was funny 
Yeah. And then I saw I saw Robin Williams when I was like eight. Yeah. And I went, oh God, you can you could he's brilliant and you could make it. This is his job. I want to do that for that reason. Yeah. That that's interesting that you were more of saw how it affected people and decided to go through it. That yeah. Way. And and maybe that's why I talk about relationships so much because I see how it affects people. Like when I talk about couples or something like that or hurt in a marriage or something I experienced and I see people's eyes light up like, yeah, I felt that. And then I can make light of it or make them laugh about the situation. I feel like we're connecting and we're like breaking down walls that no one wants to talk about. And I don't know, bringing healing or perspective to that situation. That's what I felt like he was doing for my family is like taking such a sad environment and making it really happy. And just just for a moment, but I was like, man, that is it's so powerful. That's deep. Yeah, See, I still like doing it for the weed. Okay, that's how they pay us. Th- <laughs> have, you've never gotten. Have you ever gotten offered to be paid in something other than money? Yeah, sex constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Uh, no, I, that's the most mostly auditions. Like mostly, like, do you want to work my club? Then there's the couch. You know. Really? Yeah. I remember th- I can't tell you how many bookers or, or like club owners, you know how they pay you at the end of the night after yeah. you've done the week? They would pay everybody else. And then I would be the last one to get paid and come on into my office and let me shut the door oh. and make it super creepy. And you have to talk to me and listen to my stories for an hour before I actually write you a check. So, you know, it's... It's the worst. It really... It, you know, I... I don't know what it's like to be a female comic. You know, yeah. my wife is a female comic, and sometimes when she goes out on the road, I've heard so many of these stories yeah. that I just go, Take, you know, be strong, but always have somebody to hang out with. Yeah. Because I, I have heard so many of these stories. That That's crazy. It really, it, it's, I again, I can't relate to it, but it just bothers me mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, bookers, clubs, or even audience members, seem a female on stage and think that they should be treated with less respect than a male comic yeah because to me no matter who's <laughs> on stage you're not it's not male or female you're a comic and if right. you're funny that you're fucking that's all that matters you right know? you should open a club because yeah. <laughs> it'll be the first one that women get treated right at <laughs> seriously um like did have you learned like over the years just how to i, I guess deal with that in some way or have you fought back yeah uh, you know it's just it's kind of you get to a point where you you ask yourself what do you love more do I love doing stand-up to put up with the crap of it or do I just want to quit because it it's changed maybe a little bit and that I think female performers are given a little bit more time or the bookers are now like, if there's 10 comics, we have to have at least one, you guys, one female. Where before, I didn't even think they thought about that. But now they're actually going, we have to. Which, is, it's horrible, but it's at least a teeny step in the step right in direction. Um, maybe, maybe it's not even for the right reasons. But uh, it's starting to be addressed a little bit. And the pay is starting to be addressed a little bit more. Um but the creepy factor is just not, it's just not gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've had my fair share of creep dealing with creepy bookers or creepy condos. Oh, yeah. 
I guess another thing, like as if you you've had to stay in, I assume, condos oh, yeah. with other comics. Yeah, they're gross. They're, oh. Well, initially, the funny thing is they'll try to hit on you, and then when they get rejected, they're like, "Okay, Plan B." So it's either an audience member or a waitress that they bring back to the condo. So it's so uncomfortable because you're all in the same space. So maybe you have a different bedroom. But I've I've worked places where somebody's on the couch, you know. And so you see this person walking in and you have to listen and then go, hey, see you tomorrow at the club, (laughs) Sally, you know. Yeah. And and then you hear through the walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's nasty. And then some comics will bring like two, three people back, you know. Oh, to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, what are you? It 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 always amazes me. I'm like, are you doing stand up to get laid, or are you really doing this because it's your passion? Right. You know it. Well, I think there's there's a way to balance to do because like with any kind of performing, whether you're a comic, a musician. Uh, singer dancer whatever there are going to be those that are attracted to that mm-hmm. and i think and i don't know about you personally but i know for me um i was not very good with the women when i was younger no believe it or not i would think that they would see you on stage you mean off stage off st- before i started doing okay like but then time. after i bet they thought you were the cutest thing ever they thought i would yeah i you know not to get into detail i had fun <laughs> on the road yeah because i didn't i could see that yeah because as as the insecure little geek that i was you know prior to stand up and really during stand up um i wasn't my my uh, uh, confidence level wasn't. But that high. wasn't your motivation to get into it. No, no. Okay, it was right? Because then you become a cop. I mean, those guys <laughs> because they can pull women over and like really have a conversation. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah, Officer Flip. <laughs> um, but I do know what you mean. I remember one time I was working. Uh, the club's not around anymore, so I can say the name. The Comedy Corner in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Did you ever work that? No, I never did it. I forgot the comic I worked with, but I remember we were driving around. It was after show. I don't know if we had just come from Denny's or whatever, but we see this woman on a, like a bus bench, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like bent over. You can tell she's drunk, and he goes, dude, stop the car. And I stopped, and he got out of the car, mm-hmm. sat next to her, was talking to her. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then they both get up and come into the car. And he goes, all right, we're going to take her to the condo. And I'm like, what? what? Oh, 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 okay. And I was, I had to be in my 20s and he was older. So I was like, oh, okay. I was a host and he was a feature. Like, oh. So we go to the wow. condo and he's like, um, no, dude, she was just, she had a fight with her uh, boyfriend and she had nowhere to go. So just going to, I told her she can come here. She can call somebody to give her a ride. And I'm like, wow. Dude, but what if she calls the boyfriend and now he knows where she is? And yeah. They all come here. And he's like, oh yeah oh my gosh so we I, I think we ended up getting her back in the car and we dropped her off at her friend's house or something this girl was so belligerent like hey, hey it's a and i'm like dude that was so fucking stupid you don't bring a strange <laughs> person to the comedy condo with, oh with my other, gosh like, oh, it was <clears throat> it was insane the way that uh some guys just i guess treated the condo as their like you were saying as their own party places oh without yeah any, any thought of repercussions I know. or the other comics right. that happen to be living there. Right. Have you have you been to the condos where they have like the rules up? Yeah. Like posted and like any comic is gonna listen to that, you know, take out the garbage, they yeah, that means you're prostitutes, you know. <laughs> it's just they it, it's so dumb. And the in the violators of that are always like these creepy 
bookers, you know, the, the club owners, <laughs> the where club they're owners. taking you home at like 2 a.m. after telling you their five stories of, you know, why you should date them. And I'm like, um, you put this on the rules board, yeah. could you, that don't freak out your comedians and hit on them. Yeah. Oh, man. See, again, I've never had that issue. So it's so, <clears throat> I've heard the stories. Yeah. But it's like it's so hard to wrap my mind around that putting your, getting, getting put in that situation. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of women also try to make themselves a little bit more masculine. Yeah. On stage, because yeah. you can't. The more feminine you look, the less they take you serious. Absolutely. You know, uh, Mary Ellen Hooper. <coughs> yeah. She, because if you ever see her on stage, she always dresses down. Yeah. And Mary Ellen, you know, she's a pretty lady. Yeah. But on stage, she was always wearing just very plain clothes and everything, and. I'm not sure. I don't think I asked her, but I think within conversation it came out that same thing. She goes, I dress down. So, because, you know, as they say, when, when a female gets up there, the guys are thinking, I want to fuck her. And the girls are thinking, who does she think she is? Exactly. You know, and they, neither one of them take a female comic seriously if they're kind of gussied up. Unless that, I guess unless that's part of the character. Yeah. And they can back it up with very right. strong material. But, um, yeah, Mary Ellen said, I dress down so they don't see me as a, they don't see me as a yeah. sex thing. They just see me as a comic. Right. I Sometimes think. I've actually, I, at times I was like, should I say I'm a lesbian? So then I just get, and then I, I asked a guy comedian that once and he's like, no, because then they'll just be thinking of you with another woman. It doesn't matter. You're still you. They're still going to be looking at you in a creepy way. So That's just, true. I was like, oh man. See, I said you should go up in like, uh, in combat boots jeans like a plaid lumberjack shirt yeah i do sometimes kind of <laughs> i mean but the combat boots have to have a heel though other than that well, i'm you know we're not barbarians here, <laughs> of course uh, yeah it's it's uh i i have tried putting my hair in a ponytail i don't like it in a ponytail just because i never wear it like that unless i'm at the gym and it does make a difference and it's really sad to me mm. it i'm i'm like ah so then so then every once in a while i'll do the baseball cap just so I can yeah. tone, the tone it down. Yeah. yeah, I'll do the baseball cap. The ponytail drives me crazy. I, I can't. And, uh, I mean, there's some comics that y you watch them. And, like, Whitney Cummings does a ponytail a lot. Mm. You know, Eliza ponytail. You know, they just put their hair up because it can't be that pretty. You know? Unless you're taping your special. And then people already know. And then you can look cute. Right. Or put on a dress. Even though I would never wear a dress on stage. I would assume the dress is equivalent to a guy wearing a suit. I couldn't do that either. Well, if his balls were hanging out, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking dress, they just see more skin. They what see legs. What kind of suit are you talking about? <laughs> a really Men's tight warehouse. one. Your balls will show, I guarantee it. <laughs> exactly. No, to you, um, so now, do you still work a lot of the clubs? Because I know you do a lot of military shows. You do a lot of overseas stuff now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was doing a lot of that. And then I m moved into ships like you were doing. Oh, do you, have you done ships? Yeah. Oh, which line? I, I was doing Carnival for a while, which was why I was traveling so much. And then I did some military tours. And then um, I did a little bit of Holland. Holland America. America? Yeah. How, how was Holland America? I hear it's a uh, lot of old people. I think I got fired pretty much. Really? Yeah. What happened? Uh, it was, uh, it was one of those 45 day cruises. Yeah. Like around the world. So you were on for 45 days? No, 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 oh. no, no. They, they have like, I don't know, 15 comics during that time. Okay. They space them out. Cause right, you right. only do like two shows a week. Um, and Jeez. they have a ton of different shows, but you're in the big theater and 
if they're doing a 45 day cruise or whatever, um, some of them only do a portion of the cruise where it's like 30 days and then they'll, they can get on at a different port and get out like that's, but most of the people have been on there for a really long time. So they've seen a ton of comedy, a ton of shows, a ton of everything. And they're kind of done. Yeah. Also, the only people that can be off of work for 45 days are retirees. So they were like 85. Everybody was gray hair. I mean, every single person was gray hair. I mean, but old, not 55. I'm talking 85, like pushing their oxygen into the theater. And that was my crowd. And I remember my agent saying, are you okay with clean? I can do clean. I can't do 85 is what I learned. And and so I, I went out there and it was an Australian audience and I'd been doing well in australia so i thought oh i'll i'll i have this bit that's about almost 15 minutes that's just australian words and what it means in america and it's clean so i did that but uh, one of the words that i used was fanny and that's in australia that's uh, like a cutesy term for vagina but in america i was talking about like a fanny pack so i just told a cute story that I, lo- I told somebody in Australia that I lost my fanny. And they were like, can you describe it? And I was like, oh, uh, it's black. It's, you know, small. It's got everything. My keys, you know, my <laughs> credit cards, my sunglasses. It was cute. Yeah. It was a, I never said vagina. And so it was supposed to be a rated PG show. I had probably 20 complaints. Really? On because I said Fanny and I was like, are you, it's like saying vajayjay. It's like so innocent right. in Australia. And there, I had that. And then, um, so there was like a eight thirty show and a ten thirty show. The eight thirty show was packed and it's a theater. So it was like 1500 seats and there was probably close to a thousand. I was like almost the whole ship. So it actually went really good. Second show was it 10:30? These people are all sleeping. They're they're dead by 10. You know, they, like there was probably 24 people in the whole theater spread out. Of course. So it, even if they were laughing, you heard nothing. No. Oh, a room that big just so eats up the whole. So I'm rifling through my material. How long I got did you have to do? 45. Just 245, the same exact 45 minutes, which when there's no laughter, is like 20. You know, you can't. And it's just you? It's just me. Is there an opener? Anybody there's no opener. Me? Just the cruise director going, hey, here's Lisa Alvarado. And I do 45. So I, you have to do the exact 45. So I'm doing it. And it's just, I'm not, I don't feel any response. I mean, I hear a couple chuckles, but they're so far apart that I got so nervous. I actually took the mic out of the stand and started walking, like got off the stage and tried to like do some interaction with, and they weren't wanting to answer my, they were just so weirded out by me. And I was weirded out by them that I did. I got, you know, when you get that desperation to get the laugh, yeah. then you can't save yourself from that. You're not funny. Cause you look desperate. You are desperate. Right. And it, it's like you're trying to salvage your job instead of doing your job. Yeah. So that's the show that the cruise director decided to watch. Of course. So with the JJ thing, uh, the the fanny pack thing, and the first show getting, you know, so many write ups, and then the second show, him seeing me just 
tank and desperately going out into the audience. And I'm like, when is this 45 minutes up? I'm like, when do I get my light? That's the one he decides to watch. So I had to stay on the ship knowing for the full week, because I had to wait till we got to the right port for me to leave, knowing that I was basically fired. It was the worst experience. I hated them. They hated me. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, so I, I haven't done a ship since. How long ago was well, it? Maybe one. Uh, that was in last December. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard Holland America. Oh, my gosh. They're so old. So old. Like, and so tight. The audiences are so... Unless you get the like, like week-long... Like fanny? Yeah. It's just, they're so wealthy. I mean, a lot of these people paid like $12,000 to be on that 45-day... You know, they just basically live on the, on ship, the ship. Yeah. And they've seen a ton of entertainment. They've just had it. They're like at each other's throat. How, you know, how, now how far into the 45 days did you <clears> come on? I think I was like 25 or yeah. something like that. After, and after yeah. like the three week mark. It's yeah. They're that, done. They're they were done. done. I mean, they've seen every beautiful island and part of the world. They, They're just so wealthy that they... I watched them when I was, you know how you watch people on the ship? I would go to dinner and I would watch these people like complain about the ketchup. And I was like, I'm going to suck. Like I just knew going in, I'm like, it is going to be so hard to please these people. They have too much money, too much time on their hands. They're crabby. They're about to die. Like it's, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. I want good ketchup. <laughs> I, I, I'm i like, I don't have any AARP jokes. Even my parenting material tanked because I talk about having a kid in college. Their grandkids are in, in college. college. You know, it, I talk about relationship stuff. They don't talk to each other. They don't even sleep in the same bed. You know, like nothing. Were you the only comic on yes, during this time? That's it. I was the only comic. Oh. So that's the other thing. They're, like the other cruise lines usually have two. Yeah, yeah. And you have like a theater comic sometimes and then the club comic. Right. And there was no, th this was this was your audience. And it was just those two shows. Yeah. And they didn't do an adult show so that I could get a little edgier. And I was, then I realized, I was like, this is why comics on ships go to stock material. Yeah. And just tell joke jokes. That's why. Because you can't, like you can't do an LA set there. You can't. A, a, a New York comic would tank on a ship. You just, you have to, as you know, modify your set yeah. to them. Modify just like I've, like when I'm on the ship, I pull out so, so many of my old jokes, mm -hmm. you know, just because they're cleaner, mm -hmm. they're softer, they're a little more vanilla. Cause you know, when you start, yeah. usually that's what your jokes are. Mm -hmm. And um, like occasionally I might be able to sneak something new in, but on the whole, and what what gets me and i love i love doing uh norwegian they're really great line mm -hmm. but working carnival you know like at the beginning i don't i mean at the beginning of the week i had to start over i have to do all my cruise material yeah at the beginning of the week all the same shit because to right. them they just got on the ship so right. this is all very relevant and new to them yep and at that you know by the fourth like i just did four weeks and by the fourth week i'm just like a fucking I'm i can't believe you did four even just eating the food for four weeks even all this stuff like yeah. the tiny room the well the same gym the like 
it just the, the for me it drove me crazy the, the Norwegian cabin like knock on wood because I heard carnival nicer. oh it's I heard carnival is like the size of a couch oh my gosh it's you can barely fit your suitcase in the room that's what I've heard <laughs> it's terrible yeah Norwegian is nicer with that right but yeah it's the uh like you said the eating at the same food not you know missing the your own bed yeah going to this it's groundhog week yes the same places yep and but, being but, oh, I'm sorry go ahead and no. I didn't like being stuck with your audience like, you know, if you have a good show or a bad show, you talk to them for half hour after the show, you're done. But on a ship, you these are the same people you eat with. You go to the gym, you see them. You you can't go to the pool without somebody wanting yeah. to. I just don't talk to me. That's, are you one of those comics that you like to be around? You're, I, I'm, I'm actually very like d- just half hour after the show. I'm good. I'm up because I'm still jazzed from my set. Let's shake hands here's this and here's a dvd and yeah follow me on facebook whatever but then after that don't talk to me don't i don't want to shake your hand i want to hang out with you i'm <laughs> i i don't mind I, yeah I, I don't mind kind of uh yeah being you around seem them. you seem like more of a social per- I, yeah. I i'm more of an introvert i think well it depends like there was a time i was um excuse me in the um buffet having excuse me having some food with some of the other entertainers and husband and wife see us and uh, they do the uh and if that ever happens like oh hey thanks for you know thanks for oh glad you enjoyed the show right you know our, we'll you know we'll see you around the ship and we're literally eating this guy i'm not joking <laughs> like was this close to us while we're trying to eat and just oh like hey, a foot here's away. another joke oh and, I, uh, oh and here's something else and the wife's back there going he he, he loves telling jokes tell him another one yeah here's another one <laughs> and we're like we're literally eating uh-huh Mm. Uh, yes (laughs) yeah like that kind of shit really annoys me yeah i mean it's amazing how how many times they're like they'll they'll tell you the most random weird things like days after your set they'll be like you were good we like that one johnny guy he was he was better but we you were good we liked you don't you hate those like who says that no you think that would that would be in any way, shape, or form, something you should tell me. Yes. You forget that other guy. He was he was better. He was so good. But we like you know you you had moments, but that guy. Yes. Things like that all the time. Like I hate female comics, but you were all right. What? What? You offended me twice in a row. Do you even realize I'm I have a vagina? I happen to be a, a fanny. Please. Oh this yes, is a, it this is, is a family. Right. right. A lot of Holland America passengers listen to this podcast. So <laughs> I bet they please, do. fanny. Oh my god. Um, but by the way, speaking of old crabby people, mm. this is a part of the show now called the Skippy Green Show. Oh, wow. Okay. It's the Skippy Green Show. Lisa Alvarado. <laughs> oh my gosh. How are you, honey? I'm great. Oh my god, it's been a long time. It has. Is that- I think the last time I saw you, we were working a cruise ship for uh, for Royal Caribbean. Uh-huh. If you remember this. Yes. I was playing the theater. You were playing the club. Right. But then uh, one night, you came on the theater. You came on the theater stage, and we did that little improv. Remember that little improv we did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where I, we, we did that song where I said, you row the boat, and... I... Uh, I row the oars. No, I row the oars. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was oh, a great bit. I was so was bad at it. Bit. You, you were great well, at it. I mean, they I loved know. you. I know. Well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm more their age. I'm not a singer. I'm not a good singer. Oh, please. 
Anyway, I wasn't going to disagree. Oh, I'm not, true. I'm not rude. True. I'm not a rude man. <laughs> I'm not a rude man. You're not rude. Not at all. No, not you don't all. have that reputation either. All right, shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, here's how this works. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And you got to answer the question in 10 words exactly. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. One of those? One of these. Okay. Not 11, not 9. Don't get too excited. All right. Don't get your fannies in a bunch. I'm warming up my fingers. I'll tell you what. I'll... You could use my fingers. <laughs> That's what she said, yeah. He Excuse said... Excuse me, this is a very right. clean podcast. It is. I don't appreciate that potty humor. <laughs> when I finger blast, I do it out of love and respect. I know you do. Thank you. I've heard that. They fidget with my digit. <laughs> oh, and here we go. Okay. If you... Could fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just leave it at that. <laughs> Go. Uh, I haven't finished anything. Okay. I, I have, I'm going somewhere. I just like uh, to, right. to, to break the tension. If you could fuck. Which is, by the way, how every one of these questions begins. Okay. To any Latino music song. What song would it be in Port K? That means why. Mm. Ten words. And a little hint, because a lot of people waste the words. Don't go, I would do it to blah, 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 because you're wasting seven words right there. Usually, the best way to go is your answer because, and it gives you eight. It would be two song. No le pegas la negra. You obviously didn't hear a word I said. <laughs> that was 11, right? Well, no, that was 10. But the question is, what song and why? Oh, well, that I, was the I song title. Said, <laughs> All right, so the why? song, song uh, title okay. and then Dang, why. I can't. Uh, come on, come ten, on, Lisa. 10 words, faith. okay. I have faith in you. I have a lot of things in you, but faith is a big one. <laughs> that is the biggest, you're right. All right. Um, uh, no le pegas la negra porque me gusta esta canción. Brillante. Brillante. <laughs> I have no idea what it meant. Exactly. But it excited me. And that's the important thing. Yeah. See, if I just speak in another language, it doesn't matter. I just uh, said a bunch of words. Good. If you, if you could talk <laughs> Yugoslavian, I'd marry you. <laughs> Thank God I don't. Oh. It's the Skippy Green Show! <laughs> He's such a pervert, isn't he? He is. He's I kind of like it. Is it um, Skippy! <laughs> the cat's waiting to hear such a... <laughs> that was the best welcoming to anybody's home I've ever had. That was so warm. <laughs> but I think that... I, I do think that happened in the first 20 seconds of this podcast. So exactly. I, I, I think that's probably the best opening we've ever had on this show. <laughs> I know. And you were like, before I came here, you're like, do you like cats? Uh, no, I hate them. Oh, perfect. I got two. <laughs> no, I asked if you were allergic to them. Yeah, true. Because uh, I've, I've had people on here like, um, um, oh my God, I'm, uh, Maz Giobrani oh, yeah. came to do it. 
And uh, this is back when Allie and I were living in our apartment, which is much smaller. And he walks in, and I go, oh, by the way, are you allergic to cats? And he goes, yeah, really bad. I'm like, oh, no. Ah, shit, I should have warned you. And so by the end of the podcast, he's like, yeah, no, it's, it's so sorry. So I'm glad you weren't allergic, but I'm sorry she was a bitch. Oh, I liked it. I'm sure. <laughs> Just like a female comic. <sighs> are you taking my stage time? <laughs> the one spot available for a female comic out of 20 comics. I've got litter bits that are so topical right now. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thanks for having me. It was fun. You're welcome. Where can people find you online? Uh, LisaAlvarado.com or just on Facebook. I post a lot there. Cool. Are you on Twitter? You have the Twitch? I am. I'm not very good at it. Uh, you don't tweet? Lisa underscore Alvarado. But okay. I'm not very... I'm, I'm trying to get better. That's that's why I'm watching the debates. Oh, <laughs> purely it's, for it's, twitter purposes it's actually it's a great writing tool twitter yeah i found i've written there's a couple of tweets that i ended up doing where i'm like that was actually kind of funny and i somehow weaved it into my act in one way or another so yeah Excellent. exactly thanks for having me thank you for being had and thank you guys for listening and uh oh, look at this we did almost 45 wow that's that means we were having fun yeah because if it was boring it would have stopped this at 30 but no thank yeah you we'll edit this guys yeah this will enjoy the uh, 12 minute <laughs> podcast that this was but <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What? What's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.